Welcome to Voices for the New Age with your hosts, Juno Botan and Steve Sokolow. Each week, our show explores topics you've wanted to hear about with a focus on better health, wise leadership, and spiritual connections to help both your personal and professional life. Now, here is Juno Wotan and Steve Sokolow. Welcome. You're listening to Voices for the New Age here on voiceamerica.com. And we're taking calls today if you're listening live, and we'd love to hear from you. So the number is 866-472-5788. And here with me is my co-host, Dr. Steve Sokolow. Welcome. And our guest today is Dr. Jean Eng, who has a healing practice based in Thousand Oaks, California, and sees clients for a number of energy healing and shamanic healing practices. In addition, he teaches seminars that focus on the integration of science, spirituality, and healing. Jean travels both in the United States and internationally, facilitating healing sessions and workshops, particularly around the Arcturian healing method, a modality he created as a synthesis of his studies in healing. And most of his work centers around the use of subtle energy to help align the subtle and energy body, its channels, meridians, and energy centers to help restore balance and harmony so that healing can occur, whether it be physical, emotional, mental, or spiritual. And Gene doesn't see himself as a healer, but simply as part of the interconnectedness that occurs when facilitator, client, and source love, God, interact to bring healing forth. He sees his teaching engagements and seminars as an extension of this interaction that occurs on multiple dimensions to bring wholeness, understanding, and evolution to all involved. It's an honor and privilege to welcome you. Oh, thank you so much, Jana, and thank you, Dr. Steve. It's, it's wonderful to be here, and thank you, everyone. It's great to be able to share things together. And you have a, a BA from Stanford in human biology and philosophy and religious studies. And you trained as a neurobiologist at Yale, where you earned your doctorate in basic mechanisms of how the brain develops, followed by a postdoctoral fellowship on how ultrasound can affect the developing cerebral cortex. And after all that, why did you choose to step into the role of a shamanic healer in order to directly interact with helping people? Uh, yes, yes. I think I was always interested in consciousness and healing, just in those two kind of um, uh, broad topics. And uh, I did a much more traditional um, kind of focused on education, uh, like an undergraduate and uh, then graduate work. So I was more um, involved with sort of the traditional role of uh, perhaps uh, biomedical sciences. And uh, the neurobiology probably was chosen. It was either um, that field or psychology as a more advanced degree that I was interested in because uh, I, was, I was focusing more on the consciousness piece. But I, I still stayed within sort of the more uh, physical domain. Uh, when I had finished my uh, graduate work and was in my postdoctoral fellowship, I do think there was probably a change within me. Maybe you could call that a more soul um, call to do the more healing aspect or work. And uh, there was a sort of an opening to both study with 
uh, energy healers or healers more in the, maybe you call the soul or subtle or energetic realm, as well as I think there was also an opening to do that as a, you know, professional capacity. Uh, so I kind of uh, made that uh, decision or choice uh, around when I had was finishing up my postdoc. And uh, you developed a process called the Arcturian Healing Method. Can you tell us about it and how it works? Oh, yes, yes. I think that would be the next uh, evolution after um, uh, maybe about five or six years on the healing path where I was um, offering uh, both private sessions, but still doing a lot of the internal training, uh, training with a lot of different modalities. And you could say this would be the synthesis. In some ways, it, it would be the uh, the PhD portion of that uh, aspect in terms of how one uh, probably like as an undergrad or a master's degree student uh, traditionally studies uh, subjects. And then as a, a graduate student or a, a doctorate, you're um, asked to synthesize something that's new to the field. And so this would be in a way uh, as a metaphor uh, would be the graduate work and maybe now I'm in the postdoc or work or maybe still in that graduate work of offering something of, as a synthesis of the modalities that I had studied previously. And so uh, you call it the Arcturian healing method. Does it come from Arcturus or tell yeah. us about how, mm-hmm. how did you discover it? Yes, more in detail to it. Yes, Arcturus is a star in the Boots constellation in the physical you know, world or physical domain. Uh, the Arcturian healing method is connecting with, you could call the spiritual consciousness that may be anchored to that um, uh, physical star. And uh, different spiritual traditions, particularly um, native or shamanic cultures, uh, they may say like that they come from a different uh, star system here onto the planet. Uh, from a three-dimensional point of view, that may sound a little bit uh, strange or new, uh, just because uh, we kind of see like uh, the physical world uh, not necessarily having populated by maybe physical beings. Uh, but I think the way to understand that is to say that there's like any physical uh, planet or object has a... a spiritual domains or spiritual dimensions to them and what they're referring to as coming from a particular star is on the astral or spiritual level uh, they may have come through that particular what called like astral portal uh, as a soul uh, coming into incarnation on this planet so um, so I see the Arcturians as a type of a spiritual consciousness or beings, maybe similar to how people might uh, work with angelic beings in their spiritual life or healing practice. And the Arcturians are quite um, advanced uh, healers in terms of energies and techniques, uh, uh, light vibration techniques. And so the Arcturian healing method is a connection to them that pe- you know some people may feel drawn to. Uh, they can also connect um, just on their own. And uh, it's mostly here to be a platform for uh, both self-healing, soul development, and for people who feel called to kind of work with others with energy or frequencies uh, in any capacity as a a means, uh, like a training uh, means. And how did you find them or did they find you? Oh, yeah. I think think they (laughs) that's... (laughs) Yeah, I think they found me in some ways. Uh, kind of the, the short story is, uh, so I mentioned I was uh, in my postdoc and starting to study a number of modalities. 
And in about the first three years, um, like I listened to an intuitive voice. And at, at one point, I did hear a voice say that I was Arcturian, like an in- intuition. And I don't really even consciously on that level remember where I heard that word. I did trace it back to a book that I had read uh, right before I started graduate school. So that would have been nine years prior to that event. Uh, So I kind of had this uh, maybe a a transmission from that book that was just laying dormant until the appropriate time, which it was kind of the appropriate time maybe to move into that topic uh, because I had been studying that, starting a very deep uh, graduate school work kind of different domain. Uh, so um, so then I kept that in mind. And then um, I was going through a lot of these healing trainings for the next maybe five years from that point. And, fi- and so I was uh, unpacking what that meant to me before really making it any uh, public. And uh, particularly with the, sh- I did a shamanic training with the Foundation for Shamanic Studies. And I used the technique of shamanic journeying to uh, journey uh, consciously on like the inner or spiritual um, domain to the Arcturians and sort of made that connection much more conscious. Uh, are, are you familiar with the tarot? Oh, yes. Tarot cards? Uh, uh, but yeah, I'm familiar with that. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, I, it's interesting. Um, I, I'm going to take a little uh, side trip here, but um uh, I, I've studied and worked with tarot for a number of years, and the tarot card, um, the Hermit, in the Rider Waite deck, um, it was always attributed to um, the uh, constellation uh, Virgo. But you, but it's the image is an old man holding a lantern up for other people and holding a stick. And I'm like, what? You know, I, I don't get what that has to do with Virgo. But then uh, when I started to really get involved with how um, the tarot comes from the stars, the constellation, uh, and I'm not sure if uh, how to pronounce it, Bootes, Bootes, uh, is right next to Vir- Virgo. Oh, okay. And uh, so I think it's very interesting that uh, the energy of that, um, of the enlightened teacher, um, uh, comes from uh, Bhutis and oh. and uh, now uh, maybe affiliated with this energy. I, I don't know, but I just thought I'd throw that in. Yeah, that makes a lot. Of, there's another synchronicity. I was uh, I don't know if it is a synchronicity, but I was uh, born in, under the sign of Virgo. Ah. <laughs> That's, yeah, very interesting. Okay. And so can you tell us, though, how the process works? Yeah. So, so um, there are different, uh, you could call them either channelers or in, in more like the pipe who've come out more in the public uh, much earlier than I had, uh, just to name like Norma Milanovic wrote a book, We the Arcturians. Um, and uh, David Miller wrote a book, uh, Connecting to the Arcturians. So, and uh, even Edgar Cayce uh, in his readings, for people who know the famous psychic, American psychic, sleep uh, psychic, uh, wrote about the, or, or came through with uh, messages about the Arcturians as uh, very advanced healers. And this was back in the 30s or uh, 40s, these readings that people can look up. But um, so different people connect to their, and then many people connect uh, just personally, uh, connect to the Arcturians uh, as a consciousness. And then maybe uh, depending on their predilections or expertise or just interests, like mine was energy healing. So like working with energies or frequencies that then the Arcturians can work with you through those strengths or gifts or uh, sort of tendencies. So the Arcturian healing method is mostly frequencies 
like it's uh, mostly energies that this consciousness plus one's own higher self and the divine can come through to help balance the different uh, subtle bodies whether that's uh, the etheric emotional mental and then there's um, causal spiritual and divine so um, oh and so can you tell us uh, what are some results people have gotten from either doing your trainings or doing a private session with you Oh, yeah. Uh, and even at, at some point, if people want to experience it, we can experience it over actually uh, over over this kind of uh, voice. Uh, later, we wanted to do some kind of experiential piece on that. Um, and people can feel it over kind of the this kind of um, platform. And we've done that many times. And then people have great uh, results and effect. But uh, yes, yeah, so from the physical point of view, some people have like uh, one person actually came to a training and she was supposed to have a surgery on her knee. And um, uh, yeah, after, not that there was like, try, we were even attempting to heal that particular issue. But after the weekend training, uh, she didn't have to do the surgery. And she felt it was attributed to the training. So it could have been a side effect. It could have just been in that being in that vibration, that energy. Uh, another kind of very profound one, uh, I don't have the pictures, but the person that showed me the picture, she was a horse trainer. And um, uh, animals respond really well to the healing, uh, Arcturian healing energies. And they, they love it. They actually jump into the transmissions now that we're doing it on Zoom. Uh they always will come as soon as the transmission starts. And so, which is a very interesting, uh, I guess animals know kind of kind of a good barometer of um, kind of positive vibrations. But uh, this one horse had a very physical like um, uh, wounds on their, one of their legs. And I did a session by distance and uh, like within three days, uh, the person took the photo. Uh, the veterinarian was really um, impressed, was uh, actually wasn't sure what was going on, but the, the wounds had been really healed up, almost uh, complete healing. So, uh, so these are some of the physical effects, but there's other ones that kind of occur on the much more emotional, particularly the spiritual evolution of a person um, accelerates, but in the balanced way. Uh, and um, Steve, do, do you want to well, ask anything? Well, you know, June and I are both uh, Reiki masters. Oh, and yeah. listening to you, um, what you're saying sounds very familiar to us oh, in yeah. terms of accessing you know, energy and consciousness and uh, letting that healing energy flow through us. It's not our energy. Um, and it, it creates the field which allows the person to heal um, when the blockages are released. It sounds like a very similar modality. Uh, yes, yes, definitely. And, um, and even uh, some people who have been trained like Reiki masters to um, wanted to come and just uh, kind of combine the two energies. It's very, um, uh, very applicable in that way. Like it can, uh, work with other healing uh, tunements that people have had. But yes, it's a very similar principle. Like, I, think, I think the divine comes through different lenses, yes. uh, whether it's like a Reiki or, or Prana or um, reconnective healing or um, Pleiadian healing. And then here, maybe we just label this Arcturian lens. And then uh, it just helps people balance themselves. And I like the word you use, uh, the field effect. Like we create a, a very balancing field. Yes. That's the term I think they're using. Actually, medically, uh, biofield uh, healing is, is kind of the term. And 
you also lead seminars uh, uh, in bending metal with your mind. Um, can you so? Can you tell us about how um, how that is using frequency um, mm-hmm. in a in a kind of a quick way be, before our break? Yes, uh-huh. yeah. So the class is uh, um, quantum spoon bending, and, and I'm sure people can Google it or find it on YouTube or Jinang spoon bending. <laughs> but um, yes, what it really is is uh, it's a little bit of a science model with and a fun model plus um, uh, kind of deep energy practices and quantum practices. But uh, just as a gist, and maybe we'll come back to this, is um, you know when you do energy work, usually it takes a little time to get the feedback, and you're not ever sure how it will come back particularly if you're working with a human field or a living field but the spoon the metal can can give you a feedback really quick it gets very soft when you do energy work with it for a, for a moment and then you can kind of form it so it's a nice way to get the experiential piece in the physical domain um, feedback from the different subtle energy works that we're we're uh, doing or learning and why is it uh, back uh, a few years ago uh, I I, I did a workshop with that, and I was able to do it. And then uh, I, I wasn't able to do it. So why is it sometimes you can and sometimes you can for me? Why, why is it I could uh, and then I couldn't? Oh, uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes there, there's a little bit of uh, some, there is a little bit of a, a learning uh, curve. It's mostly on the technique rather than being able to channel the energy. Because uh, like uh, if you're doing it with your hands to kind of see if it was getting soft, how much pressure to put in. So I'm sure like with the one or two more attempts, it's like riding the bike. It'll just come back to you. Great. Yeah. Okay. And so uh, our guest today is Dr. Jean Eng, spiritual and shamanic healer and teacher. Uh, and his website is www.jeanang.com. And we're going to take a short break. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. What if you could feel better about yourself? Is it time to change your life's direction? Juno Wotan offers in-person or remote astrology readings and karmic healing sessions, classes, and workshops. These are all designed to give you a better sense of well-being and fulfillment. You'll benefit from the support and guidance to relieve stress, get unstuck, gain confidence, and more. Reach out to Juna through her website at Juniverse.com or via email to Junawotan at me.com. Want to play the ponies and win? At Winning Ponies, we go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, and handicappers. The Winning Ponies Radio Show with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Catch us live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Win prizes just for calling in. Dr. Stephen Sokolo is the director of the Center for Empowered Leadership. CFEL offers executive and leadership coaching, as well as leadership training and development. Visit CFEL.org to find out more. 
Dr. Sokolow is available for seminars, workshops, retreats, and speaking engagements. You can also visit the website to purchase top-selling books, join networking opportunities, and a lot more. Contact Dr. Stephen Sokolow at slsokolow at aol.com or through the Center for Empowered Leadership website at cfel.org. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Voices for the New Age. To reach the live show, please call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to junowotan at me.com. Now, back to Voices for the New Age. Here again is Juno Wotan and Steve Sokolow. You're listening to Voices for the New Age. I'm Juna Wotan, and my co-host is Dr. Steve Sokolow. And our guest today is Dr. Jean Ang, spiritual and shamanic healer and teacher. And uh, before uh, the break, we were uh, talking about bending uh, silverware with our minds, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, which could be, uh, uh, and, and you also said that you have a, a a better website that people can contact you. Yes, yes. Uh, it's just Arcturian Healing Method, kind of all one word, dot com. And uh, yes, this is more up to date and a lot of um, new kind of free uh, things, a lot of information on that um, site. Wonderful. Uh, and um, you've also uh, traveled to sacred sites all over the world before the pandemic. Uh, such as the temples and pyramids in Egypt, Mount Shasta, the vortexes in Sedona. What makes these places so special? Mm -hmm. Yes, it's uh, the energy lines. Uh, If you can think of the planet as also an energy body, Uh, very similar to how we were always mentioning Arcturus is a physical star, but it has a like a a etheric body, emotional body, mental body, and and so forth, similar to our um, uh, system as a as a human individual but uh, on the planet there's a lot of um, places that have like uh, where they call the ley lines or you could think of them as big energy channels of the planet kind of cross over or our nexus points and the ones you mentioned like egypt uh, mount shasta sedona uh, machu picchu or peru um, a lot of the temples like in egypt the people when they built that had the uh, clairvoyant perception to see those land energies kind of almost like like it would be very bright or feel very um, high vibration and then they put the temple on top of it so it's not actually the temple that holds the energy it it's a that's like an amplifier to the ground energy that's very that's ground energy is where the power is so if you were to take the great pyramid even though it's a very uh uh, mysterious and uh, beautiful structure but if you were to move it like 20 miles somewhere else uh, it probably would lose its power or a majority of its power because it was the uh, ley lines or the ground energy nexus that was the power 
Uh, so it's almost like um, uh, like acupuncture points in a, a person's a human person's body, right? Exactly. Or, or animal's body, right? Okay. Yes. Yes. Exactly. And, and have you uh, experienced any uh, extraterrestrial contact at these places, or phenomenal or paranormal paranormal experiences? Uh, yes, yes. In particular, the the retreats and the trainings that are held there, we intentionally uh, go there to make contact. Because uh, I was going to say, because of the strong energy uh, and crossover the lines, it becomes like a portal, or it is a portal. And what that means is like a bridge, an easier bridge. Uh, the veil is so-called thinner into the spiritual world, or these uh, more subtle dimensions, like the etheric emotional mental or they call it the astral and higher dimensions i call it the causal spiritual and divine dimensions and so there is consciousness uh in those dimensions that may not have a physical body we may call them extraterrestrial or interdimensional beings they can uh, merge into the physical world usually like as a, a, a uh, like a ball of light uh, that you might see. So we have made, uh, gone there particularly to make contact and have many sightings, particularly like at Mount Shasta, uh, but also other places. Uh, can you tell us an experience? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, uh, actually, um, we're going to Mount Shasta, speaking of kind of maybe coming back out of this period and where we're having in-person things now. But um, in Mount Shasta, there's a place called Sands Flats, if anyone ever visits there, that's a very highly tuned uh, interdimensional um, contact site. It's, it's just a place on the mountain that you can look up. And many different contact groups have gone there to make contact. One of the things you'll see is like, um, they call it a power up. It's at the level of the stars, like, you, like when you're looking way high up uh, and you might like see a star. And then you might see a star or it might be completely black and it will um, all of a sudden, let's say it's um, completely dark, then this star will appear and then actually blow up. Like, you know, it will look almost to a dime or quarter size, which is huge, uh, you know, because you're thinking of a pinpoint of light. And then it will like come back down and then disappear uh, all within like, like five seconds. Uh, so it's not even, sometimes it doesn't even move. So then you can rule out um, satellite because satellite's like a star, but it's moving constantly across the night sky. So things like that uh, occur, um, many other type of, like maybe even a couple of those uh, power-ups within a, you know, a short space of time. And so, um, but that's just a fraction of actually the contact. Most of the contact, uh, let's say you uh, have a circle there, like at that field called Sands Flats, uh, a group, you're kind of connecting with your consciousness, which is the main way you make this connection. And there's a tremendous amount for people who are energy sensitive, downloads occurring of energetic information. That's actually the majority. It's like an iceberg. The most of it is uh, in the subtle world you're making contact. So people who are clairvoyant or can see energies, they see quite a lot going on. And even if you have special equipment like in, that are physical, like infrared uh, cameras or video cameras, or I have these night vision goggles, uh, you can perceive more than your five physical senses, kind of amplify your five physical senses. So, but now there's many physical sightings. I think it's because of the shift that's occurring on the planet. And who are the spirit beings known as the intergalactics? Oh, yes, yes. 
So there was a, a group maybe in the last, uh, starting in 2017, I believe, or actually 2018, uh, like I always had a retreat at um, Mount Shasta in August, starting about uh, 2010. And um, particularly in 2018, like I mentioned, the, the physical sightings were even more intensified. So I journeyed to, to see who was behind uh, some of these physical sightings, the groups were ha- uh, our group was having uh, that were quite significant, and uh, so I did meet a spiritual consciousness uh, that they just gave me the name that maybe kind of fit with their vibration or was easy to connect with them called the Intergalactics, and then they did download much like how I journeyed to the Arcturians, uh, I journeyed to the Intergalactics more um, repeatedly, and they did give me information and energies to create a, a, like another uh, healing modality. And so now there's, um, uh, now since that, there's been four levels downloaded and uh, that was the kind of the portal platform to connect with them was Mount Shasta. Wow. And uh, uh, in the first uh, segment, uh, you had mentioned that you could actually uh, lead us in a uh, meditation or uh, some way that we can experience this frequency. Oh, can yeah. you do that? Sure. Yeah, we could do something like like a five minute piece, yeah. and uh, or even less. And uh, we'll do we'll do both the Arcturians and Intergalactics, and people may get like a you know kind of like a contrast or mm-hmm. uh, just a variety. Yeah. So we'll do um, an Arcturian frequency first from the Arcturian healing method. Then we'll do an intergalactic uh, frequency. See, people just relax as if you're receiving like a like a Reiki treatment or just uh, any energy session. And even if you're driving or something, uh, it will adjust, so you don't have to worry. You'll, you won't um, uh, shift your consciousness too extremely. You can listen to it later. Okay. So we're experiencing right now a frequency called the Arcturian healing light. You just relax, and I'm usually silent while it's coming across. But I'll, I'll, I'll just uh, say something every so often, so people can tune in and. If you have a healing intention, like uh, maybe you're recovering from something or something on the physical, energetic, emotional, mental, or spiritual realm, you can just state that you'd like the frequencies to work on that. And we're still on the air. Yes, we're still on the air. I'll try to to, uh, say something so people know that, um, yeah, the frequencies are coming across. So that was called the Arcturian Healing Light. And uh, now we're doing intergalactic frequency. This is called the intergalactic supernova frequencies. And this uh, works on the physical, etheric, emotional, mental, causal, spiritual, and divine levels. So again, if you have a specific uh, intention for the frequencies to work on, you can uh, state that. Or you could just let it work wherever it needs to. It has its own divine intelligence or balancing information. Yes, and if you're sensitive or if you want to just, you may feel a difference from the first uh, frequency. And usually a good way is just to give it a word, like, well, how would you describe it? But in one word, the first one. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, wow. (laughs) Yeah. You can come back to your body now and, and snap your fingers. Oh, well, I, I had my eyes closed and I saw a brilliant bright, like a strobe light, like a, 
uh, disco pulsing and it went down into my throat and these beautiful colors. And I just felt like this um, uh, uplift, uplifting ex- feeling. And it was just wonderful. Oh, great, great. Was that for both of them or was there something? It, it was stronger uh, at the end. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah, the Arctur- Arcturian was m- much more subtle. And then all of a sudden it was like a big. And a supernova, right? Yeah, great. right. <laughs> Yeah. A little bit of a stronger frequency, yeah. <laughs> That's great. Would you like to share, Steve? Just a shower of light. Oh. And, uh, and Jean, we're, you know, we're living through such crazy times. Can you give us your spiritual perspective on the changes that are happening around the world right now? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think we are in a yeah accelerated. I call it kind of accelerated um, kind of schoolhouse. We're kind of maybe like a, maybe having a, a, a like how we go through midterms or maybe final finals. Like you just got a, a lot more tests coming up faster and faster uh, on all these different um, dimensions of our of our own personal self as well as group and collective. Uh, so, so I see it as a very uh, positive thing, or I just try to uh, take a positive note in, in terms of like um, any incarnation is uh, really collecting experiences to learn from, whether, you know, we label those uh, pleasant or unpleasant or neutral. Uh, so I just think things are coming faster and more complex. So if, if one was already on the path, it kind of uh, developed themselves to a certain level. Now it's sort of, um, you know, we're all kind of being up, up leveled. So, uh, so then the challenges are even more subtle, uh, and which actually just makes us stronger. So I think uh, what I did note, and I actually had a program, um, I, I think this was coming from the Arcturians, but I call it the Arcturian Renaissance Transmissions. And uh, I do feel like there's templates of, um, of uh, like a renaissance after, you know, that this is setting up a period of like a renaissance. And then I was uh, Googling later on that they did feel like the bubonic plague uh, was right before the um, Italian Renaissance. That you could search that. Uh, there are some theories that that was sort of pre- preparing the the world or the planet for this kind of creative period. Uh, so it is cycles of time, cycles of um, kind of uh, going forward and then coming back. And during those coming back periods, you're actually building something that uh, brings forth a tremendous amount of growth. Yeah. So you, do you believe a golden age is coming? Uh, I do. Th- I, I do believe like a very positive age. Yes, yes, is coming, and that uh, you kind of need that internal uh, building. Uh, that this sort of um, it's almost like a, a pressure cooker um, situation creates, and I think we're kind of in the midst of that. And you also uh, offer a course in death and dying, which we could probably talk uh, about for the whole show. But um, can you? Uh, Talk about the different states of consciousness we experience in life, death, afterlife, and rebirth. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think you, I could like rename that as like um, just surfing the different uh, states of consciousness that um, the human has available to them. Uh, just to keep it maybe on a scientific note, like, you know, we have the beta brainwave levels, alpha, theta, and then, you know, alpha is like a more creative state, theta is even a little deeper, maybe in the hypnotic uh, state. Um, and then finally, uh, delta is deep sleep. And um, that's similar to waking, dreaming, 
um, uh, deep sleep, and then finally they call it like the non-dual state, the, which the, it breaks down just the same way. And in a sense, we have a form, which we call the physical body, but we also have an energy form. So we tend to identify just with the physical form. But uh, of course, we know that at some point we'll release the physical form, maybe be in a different state of consciousness, which is um, what these different, uh, you know, like a sleep or dreaming or deep sleep state or non-dual states are like without a physical body anymore. So we can learn practices now to get used to being aware during those different states of consciousness. And you could call that death living, uh, but maybe maybe a more neutral uh, term would be different um, subtle states of consciousness that we can become, stay aware in. And that would be what the training is about. Wonderful. And uh, uh, we're almost out of time. And so do you want to talk about some of the um, programs that you have coming up or ways people can contact you or, or um, join your mailing, mailing list? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, um, if you go to the ArcturianHealingMethod.com, there'll be a little like pop-up. So if you wanted to join the mailing list, it's right there. And also there's an events tab. And uh, a lot of my, the events, like we were mentioning, Ajuna was mentioning, uh, you know, we've been more on the online rather than in-person, although we're starting to do, I'm starting to do a couple more in-person things. There's kind of maybe as things emerge out of the um, a pandemic piece and restrictions, but um, all the upcoming events are there and it's online. So it's much more <clears throat> accessible uh, for people. And uh, there is a level one of the Arcturian healing method, uh, actually on European time. Uh, with Greek and Russian translation in addition uh, that's coming up uh, like in the next weekend of October, second weekend of October. And Steve, do you want to add anything? Well, I just wanted to ask you, we have infinite frequencies that we are in our field. Uh, Are you tapping in particularly to light or sound or uh, in the work that you do? Yeah, so for me, the the maybe that's because of the my interest and maybe predilection of my consciousness subtle bodies. It's mostly subtle energy, which I could call frequency, but on a let's say etheric dimension. Uh, but there are people who have connected, of course, with other um, states of uh, other beings or just their higher self that are working more, and the Arcturians that are working more with actually uh, physical sound frequencies. Uh, like um, Tom Kenyon, if people are interested, very famous sound healer. Uh, he's connected and channeled the Arcturians and has written a book called um, Arcturian Anthology. So I think it's one's uh, expertise, but they can work at that physical level of um, physical sound. Wonderful. Thank you. Well, our guest today has been uh, Dr. Gene Eng, and you can reach him at ArcturianHealingMethod.com. And we're going to take a short break, and then we'll have uh, an astrology forecast and tips on wise, empowered leadership. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. What if you could feel better about yourself? Is it time to change your life's direction? Juno Wotan offers in-person or remote astrology readings and karmic healing sessions, classes, and workshops. These are all designed to give you a better sense of well-being and fulfillment. You'll benefit from the support and guidance to relieve stress, get unstuck, gain confidence, and more. 
Reach out to Juna through her website at Junaverse.com or via email to Junawotan at me.com. Listen for Go to Health Radio, featuring host Jonathan Marks and health experts from around the world who bring evidence-based education from Western, alternative, and holistic practices. We bring together you, seeking relevant and proven information for your healthcare needs and reputable healthcare experts and companies who offer quality education for your benefit. Monthly, we also share continuing education for medical professionals. Listen live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. Dr. Stephen Sokolow is the director of the Center for Empowered Leadership. CFEL offers executive and leadership coaching as well as leadership training and development. Visit CFEL.org to find out more. Dr. Sokolow is available for seminars, workshops, retreats, and speaking engagements. You can also visit the website to purchase top-selling books, join networking opportunities, and a lot more. Contact Dr. Stephen Sokolow at slsokolow at aol.com or through the Center for Empowered Leadership website at cfel.org. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Voices for the New Age. To reach the live show, please call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to junawotan at me.com. Now, back to Voices for the New Age. Here again is Juno Wotan and Steve Sokolow. Welcome back to Voices for the New Age. <clears throat> I'm Dr. Steve Sokolow, here with my co-host, Juna Wotan. Juna, what's in the stars for us this week? Well, uh, last Wednesday on September 22nd, the sun entered the sign of Libra. And if you live in the Northern Hemisphere, you experience the autumn equinox, the time of equal daylight and darkness. And from now until the winter solstice in December, the days will grow shorter and the nights longer. Libra is in the air sign that loves beauty, fairness, cooperation, and diplomacy. And the sun will shine its brilliant light on a different house for each sun sign. And I'll tell you how to make the most of the sun's transit in Libra, which will last until October 24th. Aries. As an Aries, you're a very independent person, but this week the sun, Mars, and Mercury will beautifully light your seventh house of partnerships. So it's not the best time to go it alone. You can learn a lot about yourself from your one-on-one encounters with others. Being able to compromise will be the key to your success. Taurus. Your focus will likely be on your job this week, for the sun will energize your sixth house of work and service. You may enroll in a course of study that will improve your job skills and performance, and it's a favorable time to get organized, improve your daily routine, and find ways to be more productive. 
Gemini, love will be in the air this week for the sun will shine in your fifth house of romance. You'll want to take time to enjoy the pleasures of life and perhaps spend more quality time with your children. A creative project may need your attention or you may take up a hobby. Cancer, home and family matters may take center stage this week for the sun will send its golden rays to your domestic sector. You may plan to host a party or entertainment home. A do-it-yourself project may call out to you, and you may want to give your living space a fresh coat of paint or make repairs. Leo, the pace of life will pick up the pace this week for your busy third house will be popping with planetary energy of the sun, Mars, and Mercury. You may be planning a short-distance trip or enrolling in a course of study. You'll crave mental stimulation, and you may start a blog or buy a stack of books to read. Virgo, money matters will make your world go round this week, for your second house of finances and material comfort will be buzzing with the light of a trio of happy planets. You may want to revise your budget, take stock of what you have, and let go of what you don't need. Be open to new ideas to increase your cash flow. Libra, this is that special time of year when the sun will shine in your first house of personality, so you'll likely crave fresh experiences and be eager to try something new. Action planet Mars in your sign only happens once every two and a half years, so take advantage of this by taking bold steps toward your goals. Scorpio, you'll want to take some extra downtime for yourself this week, for your 12th house of privacy will be aglow with planetary power. You may want to pamper yourself with a spa treatment, enroll in a yoga class, take a walk in nature, write in your journal, or do things that will nourish and refresh your spirit. Sagittarius, your social life will pick up the pace for your 11th house of friendships will be highly energized. This will be a highly favorable time to expand your followers on social media, join a group of like-minded souls, or deal with the public in general. You'll likely receive an invitation to connect with old pals that you haven't seen in a while and reminisce. Capricorn, your career will be in the spotlight this week for your 10th house of achievement and fame will be aglow with a light from the mighty sun. You'll want to take advantage of opportunities to make your mark in the world and make a big difference. Being involved with charities or a social cause will help you make valuable connections. Aquarius, you'll want to take advantage of opportunities to expand your horizons this week. For your ninth house of personal growth will host a trio of happy planets, including the mighty sun. You may be getting involved in a media project, planning a trip, or yearning for an adventure off the beaten path. If you're a student, your studies will likely go well. And Pisces, making changes will be the key to your success this week, for the sun will hold court in your eighth house of transformation. This will be a favorable time to detox your body and declutter your living space. You may want to see how you can cut back expenses by ridding yourself of subscriptions you don't read or television stations you don't watch. And that's the forecast for this week. And Steve, um, what are some tips that you can give us for um, wise, empowered leadership. So um, balancing the head and heart, is that the theme for today? Yes, that's the theme for today. And uh, we have two ways of making decisions, thinking and feeling. 
Thinking usually focuses on results and outcomes. Feelings, which emanate from the heart, focus on the softer side, the impact of our decisions on people and their feelings. As leaders, we really need to strike a balance and the right balance between both of those ways of making decisions. And why, sh- why should empowering leaders avoid the danger of an imbalance between the head and the heart? Well, when leaders operate solely from the head, people know it. They feel that what's happening to them personally is ignored. They don't particularly feel valued. On the other hand, the heart is driven by emotion, which can cloud the mind and lead to poor choices. Uh-huh. And, and so how do you find balance? Well, the first step is to know that it's necessary. <laughs> and then as a leader, to continually shift from one way of making decisions to the other. And by practicing leading from your heart and leading from your head, that creates balance over time. And it also creates the integration of the feminine and masculine energies that we uh, all have within us. And can you give us an example of uh, if how someone might be just in their head all the time? Well, how, how would that, what would that look like? Well, when we're in our head all the time, it tends to be uh, linear thinking, uh, goal-oriented, uh, and trying to figure out the most efficient ways to accomplish things, but not always taking into consideration what those uh, actions uh, will trigger in the way people feel about what they're being asked to do. So they, you really need to almost put yourself uh, in the other person's place and ask, you know, how's that going to affect me and how will it affect the way I feel, not just what I do? Okay. And on the other hand, uh, how, how would it look like if somebody was just in their heart? Well, when you're in your heart, you're operating on the basis of emotion and you may not be taking in consideration how that's going to affect the actual functioning of the organization. I'll give you a quick example. Um, as a, sometimes as a leader, uh, you have to make a decision whether to retain someone or to let them go. And so you're, you can identify with them as a person because they may have a family, they, they need an income, they need a way to uh, survive in life. And so if you're just dealing from an emotional basis, you might say, I can't do that to that person. But yet for the good of the organization, you really might need to lead that per- let that person go. And that's a, an example of the kind of thing that uh, we deal with as leaders. Uh, and why should empowering leaders be effective as well as effective? Well, affective, affective. Affective, affective with an A is mm-hmm. from, the, from the heart. You focus uh, in on the people that you're serving. But effective with an E is from the head where you're focusing on the organization's goals and uh, uh, you know, what you're trying to achieve. So when you're operating from an effective basis with an E, 
you, uh, you're operating from your knowing and your desire to do the right things. But when you're operating from an affective basis, it's from the feeling and touching others' hearts in the right way. And so do you, do you feel that um, most, how, how do most leaders lead with their heads I think or hearts? Most, think? most leaders uh, in our culture lead from their head. And learning how to lead uh, from the heart is uh, something they need to strive for. And what would be the first steps in teaching that? Or, um, Well, um, you know, clear-headed people see clearly. And clear-hearted people feel clearly. We, do, we need both. And uh, so what you want to do is to try to create a culture as a leader where both the head and the heart are valued. And uh, you can do that by creating a balanced team because some people are more heart-centered and some people are more uh, you know, head-centered. And if you create a balanced team, you're more likely to get input from a variety of uh, perspectives and people will feel uh, heard and feel felt, you know, that they are, feelings are, are actually being felt. And that's very important to the way they go about addressing the goals and uh, uh, objectives that you set for them as a leader. And so how can empowering leaders create a culture where the head and the heart are valued? But, uh, well, those are some of the things that I actually just uh, covered. And uh, one of the uh, most uh, strong impact that we have uh, as leaders is the culture that we create. And so thinking at the cultural level also involves perceiving at the feeling level. And again, if you surround yourself with people who have uh, one of those qualities more than the other, uh, you'll get the balance that you need and they will give you the perspective you need because they'll, they'll say to you do, you, do you realize how that's going to impact on people, and then you begin to think, well, what is that actually going to be like, and what can we do to take that into consideration while we're coming up with all of the, the objectives that we want to accomplish? Wonderful. Okay, and so that was Dr. Steve Sokolow, author and the executive director of the Center for Empowered Leadership. He's available for lectures, media appearances, workshops, and coaching sessions. And you can contact him at www.cfel.org. And you've been listening to Voices for the New Age here on voiceamerica.com. And Steve and I will be back next week with Brigida Herman, co-director of Group Motion Multimedia Dance Company and co-author of Group Motion in Practice, Collective Creation Through Dance Movement Improvisation. And she will be talking about the healing power of dance. And uh, we'd also love to hear from you. And so uh, if you uh, have uh, some comments or some suggestions of someone who you'd like to hear on the show, please drop me an email at junawotan.com. Thanks for listening. Yeah. 
Thank you for tuning in this week to Voices for the New Age. Please join your hosts, Juno Botan and Steve Sokolow, next Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We can't wait to share more about your better self next week.